1: Now, we can't promise that it will always be kept
0: PG, so please be mindful around little ears. Here we go.
1: On this episode of Beyond the Bump, we chat to Matt O'Kine and KLP, Christy Lee Peters. They have just brought out a kids' album together called Diver City, and we chat to them about the making of this album and a bit about becoming parents. You may know them both as they have been hosts on Triple J previously. You may also know Christy from the music she makes and produces, and you may know Matt O'Kine because he is also an actor and a... A comedian, so we hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, Matt and Christy, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks
2: hey. so much for having
1: us. Pleasure.
0: Can you both start out by telling us a bit about yourselves? Matt, you go first.
3: <laughs> All right. Born in Brisbane, um, half Ghanaian, went to drama school, comedian for 16 years now. I have done some acting in, in some weird roles in the movies. Who <laughs> so, tells. I, I, I was in the new Door of the Explorer film. I have one line in that. Yeah. Which um, is pretty. Are obsolete. you the backpack? <laughs> <laughs> no i wish i i think the backpack has more lines yeah. <laughs> i um, i play teacher and you, you it's always a pretty good indication if you don't have a character name
1: yeah
3: uh that you know you're uh, you're pretty low down on the uh, on the order and even but more so
1: uh, if they're numbered i feel
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have been policeman number three. <laughs> before. That's great. Uh, that was a show called See No Evil featuring the WWF star Kane. Um, but <laughs> I haven't seen that I one. I worked on Triple J as a breakfast host for three years, uh, which is where I met Christy Lee Peters. And together we make up a little kids duo called Diver City.
1: Amazing. And 18 months ago, you started a new role.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's very similar to breakfast radio hours um, in that I'm up very, very early and uh, usually still up quite late at night, although it's not for the same reasons. It's usually because there is a little person screaming from their room <laughs> that they're awake and that they want to come and party in uh, in bed with mum and dad. So, yeah, my, my partner, Belinda, gave birth to our daughter, Sophia, Um, great name last year and it's yeah it's been the best just been the best
0: and before we get into talking about your new kids album can we hear a little bit about you christy
2: sure so i besides giving birth to my daughter 18 months ago matt and my kids are five days apart. Wow. I know. It's crazy. I'm a musician and songwriter and a producer writing music for other people but then also writing music and producing music for myself. I also am a radio host. As Matt mentioned, I hosted a show on Triple J called House Party for five years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, now just focusing on I feel like I have two extremes. I'm either making club music <laughs> for nightclubs or I'm making children's music so it's two extremes of music which is
0: great
1: and I feel on. like you've incorporated that in one good kids album yeah we want to say we've both <laughs> been we've both been having a listen and we just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for creating music for kids that doesn't make us want to claw our own eyes out <laughs> and to be honest I don't think club music and kids music is that different like my two and a half year old she goes off when there's like a banger, so. I think you're on to something
3: Absolutely. There. Totally. You yeah. know what? One, one of my daughter's favourite songs for a long time was Energy by Stace Cadet so, and KLP. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she loves it. So, yeah. And then let you know that some of the kids' music she now listens to is also by KLP. So. Yeah. Well, I get
2: sent videos of kids listening to energy which is a song that I put out at the start of this year which is a dance song and I probably get sent as many videos of kids dancing to that as diver city but I guess the whole intention behind this was to make music that sounded a little more like music we would like as adults yeah but then with kids concepts because you know as a parent you listen to whatever your child wants to listen to so many times again in the day (laughs) so many times more
3: more
0: no more radio is broken yeah
2: there's there's good music out there and it's obviously very effective but you know the actual sonic elements of the music so i'm talking about the sounds that are used and you know the production doesn't sound anything like something i would want to listen to and so when we were kind of making this i was trying to find a way that i could say okay if we were to take the vocal away would this actual song sound kind of like a song I would want to listen to so Mm. that was half of the intention yeah I feel like
0: if you've got a good beat like uh, that's what I was listening on the way up to all your songs I was like yeah this is good and then they're listening to the words and like you know upside down frown and walk around the block and it's stuff that they can actually relate to so and without wanting to throw your children and the kids and the well that's the same thing but throwing <laughs> throwing your audio out the window, you can actually listen and have a peaceful car ride.
3: It's funny yeah. some radio host that we were talking to recently mentioned that they they saw a home for um upside down frown. They, they thought it should be played as Splendour in the Grass at, like, 4 a.m. Yeah.
1: <laughs> People rest. wouldn't notice. People would not notice. What about Mini Splendour?
2: Mini Splendour. Like feelings, 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 feelings in our like <laughs> yeah. feelings, feelings,
1: But all the, like, young 20s would be like, oh, this song's so underground, I've never even heard it before. And all of us daggy parents would be like, <gasps> Yes. <laughs> now, did you have to do like some research into why things like Baby Shark or The Wiggles are like crack for kids? Like, why is that? Are there certain sounds that they just love, or?
3: But you know, it's funny. Like when we were when we first had a meeting with ABC Music, we were discussing a couple of the songs, and the thing it was just so weird because KLP and I have both worked at Triple J, and there are these days where PR people come into Triple J and they like. And they're so nervous, you know, they've got all this music and they go into the music office and they play the songs and the music team will, like, shake their head or be like, oh, okay, I see it. Or, it's not really right for the station and stuff. And then suddenly, like, fast forward five years and KLP and I are having the <laughs> exact same meeting with, like, the director of kids' music at ABC and he's like, yeah, I just think this particular song, the sounds aren't right for kids and stuff. And I was like, I can't believe that we're talking about a song that's like, we're just kind of walk around the block, <laughs> and about. he's going like rubbing yeah, his chin, right for like the, yeah, for, for this group and stuff. But, but but then you know, Chris, you came round to after a little while of the production. You 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 did start seeing what sort of what they were they were discussing at the beginning.
2: Yeah, it was a matter of kind of finding a blend between the two. So, for example, we have a song called "Wash Wash Wash," which is about. Washing your body parts, you know, having a bath (laughs) or a shower. Yeah, part of routine. And originally when I produced that, it was probably a little bit heavier, like the drums were a little bit bigger. It was almost like quite hip-hop. And ABC kind of said, you know, and rightfully so, we should know this because we're experiencing it in real time, you know, getting into routines with our kids. But, you know, bath time is part of the bedtime routine, so... (laughs) It's gotta be way more
3: chill. They're doing? all jacked yeah. up. Do they really want banging? Yes. 808s but saying and stuff that, like
2: that, saying
0: that, it is important to have that type of music because I was on my way to dropping my kids off at school, and my middle child Billy, Metallica came on, and she's like, Mum, turn it up turn it up and every time heavy metal comes on she's like turn it up mum!" and I'm like oh my god I can't can't listen to Metallica all the time but if we have something that's in the middle we probably could
2: well we do have things like Rave Cave which is way more a dance tune you know and you're just all about dancing so there is that but I think you know something like Wash 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 or um you know, obviously a good morning song or a lullaby song, they need to be way more straight totally. back. So it was a matter of kind of finding that balance of cool sounds but still child-appropriate sounds.
0: And how did you come up with Rave Cave? Were you in a rave cave and you thought, what more could anyone want? <laughs> well,
3: we've been a, in a <laughs> fair few rave caves, right?
2: <laughs> Look, isn't parenting a 24-7 oh. rave
3: cave? yes. yes. <laughs> It was originally going to be called Buschdorf. We wanted to have <laughs> a one called Buschdorf.
2: <laughs> this is true.
3: And, yeah, I was set on, like, having it, like, right, we really wanted to make music for the adults as well, so I really wanted to layer it with lots of innuendos. Yeah, you know, metaphors like koalas staying up all night, you know, munching on leaves. So good. Is that because they've all got stuff. chlamydia too? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we, we decided to stay away from too many of the adult themes. Yeah.
0: That might be, that be your explore. second album that you
1: released. Mm, yeah. Pushed
3: yeah. yeah. well, off. Next, the next Diver City uh, album will be called 420 Blazers. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> to be honest, any kids show you ever watch, you watch it thinking these people have been to one too many raves anyway. <laughs> so you're no different to anyone else who does anything <laughs> in the kids space.
0: Are you planning on touring with this album? And if you are going to, can we please come backstage so our kids think that we're cool? <laughs>
2: Yes, I mean, the whole idea was for us to be touring now. I mean, like every musician in Australia. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. But, I mean, absolutely, I think, I mean, that's hopefully one difference between this album and, say, other albums that are done by, you know, contemporary musicians that have a kid and then say, oh, I'm going to make an album. We want this to be a thing that continues to grow. So we're already talking about album number two and turning it into a live show and being able to incorporate other characters and other people that can come and be a part of diversity so yeah it's a it's a long-term thing for us it's not just this one
1: album and the name diversity has a bit more to it than it's very clever very very clever who thought of that (laughs) diversity is diversity why was it important for you guys to have that as a theme throughout
3: I mean, I think just the, it, it encompasses everything that Christy and I kind of believe in yeah. in terms of what uh, inclusivity and what we want to include, uh, the, how we want people to embrace positivity and and each other, diversity, equality, the things that we want to impart on our kids. I mean, it's, it's tough because the very first album is really just an introduction to us and because our kids are like one year old when we were writing it, we we were we were kind of riding it along with their development. So most of the stuff is just stuff that they can understand. So it's really hard to talk into you know <laughs> discrimination and workplace you know, inequality, pay gaps and all this sort of stuff with a one-year-old. But it's, uh, but it's certainly, these are things that you want to be able to include in future releases and really be able to explore. And it's not just about, you know, for instance, it's not just about race diversity as well. I think that's something that, that really comes up a lot, certainly at the moment, but it's like looking at, looking at disability as well you know trying to trying to include that aspect to it as well as well as gender um, you know so yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see how we can hopefully expand on that
1: but i guess with their age too it can be subtle things like i know you're joking but like you know it doesn't have to be that you know women on average learn earn less than this yeah, to a man but even little things yeah like even they're kind of hard to like rap or sing no you could <laughs> rather it it'd be pretty good <laughs> but you know just little things like I, I've stopped watching a certain show in our house because it was the boys always played with dinosaurs and the girls always played with fairies and the dad always went away to work and and that kind of stuff. And it can just be subtle things like that where people go, oh, that looks a little bit more like what my family looks like rather than trying to explain things that I find hard to explain or discuss with people our own age to a one-year-old.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You find it with so many songs where it's really gendered and it's all about, you know, and and he gets this or he like in books where every character is a boy and stuff and you kind of, it's, like, it's sort of like, oh, it's really coming, it's really happening very early when you try to, Read these things to your daughter or sing the songs to your daughter and like, wow, it's really
0: Can you make a song? So early. Can you make a song about if you don't eat your veggies, you'll die?
3: (laughs) 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 And like say, like, clause,
0: you have to be five plus to listen to this song.
3: (laughs) We we have we've got this terrible routine at the moment where our daughter just stops eating her food halfway through her meal.
0: How old is she? Eighteen months?
3: Yeah. Mine's and 18 months
0: just, too. Same and thing. She
3: tr- tries to just pick the plate up off the like you know yeah she's like it's so weird how kids they can't just let it sit there and say oh, I'm finished. They literally have to it has to be gone from there. <laughs> it's their like side. mic drop. Like, it is. but it's plate yeah, full probably. of food. And it she is. literally start crying with frustration because she can't just Yank the plate off the off the high chair, and so my partner and I we have to sing. Well, it started off ba 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 and ba. Oh ba, ba, yeah, good and over song. And over and over <laughs> again. Or or now it's this song where we go, "Hello Sophia, <laughs> hello Sophia." We and by and we have to say different names, and by the end we're saying, "Hello Cup." <laughs>
0: eat your damn yeah, meal. To,
3: just so she can have a mouthful of this, you know, spaghetti for God's
0: sake. My 18-month-old won't, like, get dressed. It's like wrestling a ninja trying to get her nappy on. And she goes, the only thing I can do to get her clothing on for some reason that came into my head was... One, two, buckle your shoe, three, four, open the... And she goes, Dum! five, six, and I'm like, I can't do this every day. I'm going to go insane.
3: It's wild, isn't it? I don't know why they hate getting dressed so much, although, you know, clothing, clothing I guess.
0: I'm, I, I'm happy to walk around naked. Like, I get it. I totally <laughs> yeah, get totally.
1: it. I had to I had to sing that song to her to get her dressed for this interview. It was <laughs> awkward.
2: <laughs> we're, I mean, we're open to song... I oh, I didn't
1: know what you were about to say then. Yeah, I it's
2: a lot of things. Well, can <laughs> we, while we have you, we were just wondering
0: if, like, we could, I guess, audition for your next album. We've got something here that maybe, like, will get us over the line. What do you think? Hang on. Nose coke.
1: Nose coke. No, that is nose not yeah. it. Does that say nose
3: coke? <laughs> oh, <that's awesome. laughs> Does it's that fun. say nose coke, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> nose Coke. Achoo. Well, maybe that makes <laughs> sense. Hang on. Now. No, but what does it what say? What does
1: that say? It's nose it's Coke.
3: Oh! Why on earth do you think that we would release an album?
1: With <laughs> <laughs> I was about nose to nose say, coke. you said that the adult innuendos didn't go too far, but you've just casually dropped a nose Coke. <laughs> I
3: okay. think it would be nose beers. Uh, nose
1: nose a. Beers. Hang
0: on. Let us Let try his again. Hands ready. I'd like, clap it.
1: Be hand baby hand clap, baby hand clap, baby hand clap. Yes,
3: yes. you are yeah. You thanks. You know what we need? We need like two backup dancers. Oh, easy. And we can do both. We're
1: actually quite you confident. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I can tell you just got the job. Well done. And talented, but you probably already um, realized that. Oh, when yes. you turn up to our gig yeah. with um, talcum powder all down there, <laughs> the front kind of your face, delivered to a nose coat, yeah. you might find yourself so unemployed. <laughs> uh, uh, Ill. You're kidding. What kind of band
0: is this? <laughs> yes. yeah, it's not bad without nose Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. moving on. But moving on to parenthood, could you tell us a bit about? I mean, Matt will ask you first. Tell us a little bit about your journeys into parenthood and any of the struggles because that's what we like to focus on because people <laughs> can relate.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I remember the day my partner found out that she was pregnant. We It was the day before Splendor in the Grass. Oh. And well, it was the day of Splendor in the Grass, you know, and, it, and we were getting ready to go and have this, you know, big festival. And we would, we'd, we'd like, had just started trying so it was just like in our heads we had six months ahead mm. of us of trying and the time that it happened it was almost like a oh well let's just give this yeah. a little go to begin with and get you know warm. it was like a warm-up you know what i mean and uh but that's it happened <laughs> yeah it was just you know my partner had, had been working on this big project and she had finally finished it and Splendor was going to be this big kind of final hurrah for us before we knuckled down and became serious, you know, adults trying to have a baby. But she found out she was pregnant on, on that day, you know, while I was packing to go to Splendor. And it was weird because it was sort of, it was suddenly a very big indication that our lives had changed. And it, it kind of rocked us a little bit more so than I would have expected it to because suddenly from that point on we couldn't do things that we had always loved doing and that was like a little bit of a shock and you know I think it certainly sparked off a a recurring sort of theme within my partner's pregnancy where there was like almost like a grief of loss of your of your past self you know and she'd get really quite upset about things there was a lot of big long conversations it was really difficult to do anything because she'd get a bit upset because we would we'd go to a restaurant. You know, you'd say, oh, let's try and go ahead to a restaurant. And we'd go to a restaurant and she'd look at the menu and start crying and be like, I can't eat any of this. Like I, I this used to be something that we enjoy and now I can't eat any of this and I can't have a glass of wine and I just feel so left out of this whole yeah. experience, you know.
0: I feel like Splendour should be sponsoring this episode because I also found out just two days before splendor that i was pregnant with my third child and i went there with my two kids and i've got to say that was hell on earth hell on earth i <laughs> well, felt they probably sick.
1: just withdrew their sponsorship if yeah. they were it's
0: <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> yes, gone now it was not a good time my goodness well
3: that's it and we love partying you know we loved going out we loved seeing live music and stuff and having drinks and enjoying yourselves ourselves and it was you know, it was just tough for that nine months. It was, it wasn't an easy journey at all for, for her. And then, and then as a side of side sort of bit me, but then, you know, the, that our daughter was born. And from that second, it was just like, it was so weird. My partner just keeps describing, like, she just finally got, you know, you finally get to see who was, who it was Mm -hmm. and it all makes sense suddenly. It's like, Oh, it was you this whole time. Now everything makes sense. Yeah, from that point on, you know, while the pregnancy had its difficulties mentally, I think for both of us it's just been really awesome. I feel a bit helpless in the beginning. Six months, you know, you, you, there's not really much you can do except facilitate support mm-hmm. um, for your partner. You feel really disconnected to this baby who who often you just feel hates you, like <laughs> who will just hold it and it just screams and you, like, you cannot do anything and like, you just feel useless. You're useless um, nipples. Yeah. But then but yeah, then nipples. I, I thought about breastfeeding my daughter actually for a little while, just to just to get that kind
0: of that cash. milk let down. Yeah.
3: <laughs> just just <laughs> to see what all like I was like, maybe she'll like me if there's something that she can like, you know, get from totally. me in that area. Yeah. But then, you know, the more and more I've connected with her, it's just been the best i mean I've, I've loved her ever since day one but to, as she's become more independent or you know if you can even say that about an 18 month old yeah totally yeah i've just felt such a good connection and, and i'm so glad that covid happened personally not for so many people who are sick obviously and mm. the devastations it's caused but that I was, lines, forced, I, I was forced i was forced to look at what i was doing and like the, the amount i was traveling and The amount I'd planned to be away for this last six months yeah, and to have gotten to spend every single day and night with my partner just makes me, I mean, with my partner and my daughter has just made me really, I'm grateful.
0: And Kelpie, you've got, (coughs) (laughs) you've got two bubbers. No, one. No, just one. Oh no, why did I think two?
1: Maybe that's Kelpie.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. You don't have two, but maybe you should
1: have two. Um, he looks after a partner, Nick, as well. Oh, well, there That's you like go. The that answer. is always another child. Did the, you say your partner's name's Nick? Yeah. Oh, my god. Both, Both of our husbands are Nick. Nick, no, Nick, no. Nick. And if we've had so many guests on this show with partners that are Nick. There's something in the water. Yep. Clearly, if you have a boy, name it Nick because you get to be with ace people like <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> but was becoming a mum what you expected?
2: I don't know. It's I mean it's such a complex thing to answer because in some ways it feels so natural, but then in other ways you just feel, I mean the grief that Matt's talking about, like resentment that you have towards the world, towards mother nature, towards your partner. It's it's so complex. I feel like I could talk about it in great depth for hours and hours but I think overall it really felt like something it's something that I always wanted to do I always wanted to be a mum to me I didn't really care whether it was you know natural or I was open to whatever adoption but I, I didn't really care I just knew that I really liked working with kids and I kind of have worked with kids a lot and I would love to be able to be a mum to a, to a child so that part always felt like it was meant to be you know, I'm sure you both know what it's like on a daily basis. You just go, what the fuck? It's really intense. Constant.
3: Um, <laughs> you, 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 did a, you, you were pretty determined to continue your, your career and trajectory as an artist, though, as well.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty, I mean, my pregnancy was pretty smooth sailing. That's not to say I didn't have bumps along the way, but I think, and this is how I approach life in general, whenever I would have something that would happen, I am then just so determined to not let that conquer me or control my life. So I started getting morning sickness and I was like, this will not do. <laughs> I am not going, nope. <laughs> so I did everything I could to stop that so everything from changing my diet to meditating to i mean i exercised quite a lot at the start i was pretty frustrated because i couldn't do the same exercise that i was doing but again i went well this won't do. And so I started doing Pilates and I had a few friends that all fell pregnant within a really short space of time. And I think it was really great because I had other women around that were going through um, the same thing that I was going through. And then I think for the guys as well, you know, there were a few daddy daughter dates with Matt and my partner, Nick, where they would go and hang out and, you know, good for them to talk too because it's such a crazy journey for the partner as well and a lot of the time they're not encouraged to talk about that or not given the space to talk about it but then I also had women like Veronica Milsom who had a daughter that is she's like two and a half now so it must have been about a year in front of me and I really related to her parenting style I think it's kind of important to find other people totally. that match you and your parenting style and I love talking to her because I have a little bit of a I'm just pretty not carefree but pretty solutions based and I'm not too stressy about anything and she's very much like that so I would and and she'd been through everything so she was pretty upfront with me about what to expect the good and the bad bits and then whenever I had issues I would message her and say, what the hell did you do about this? (laughs) Because she was kind of a year down the track, she could give me that hindsight that I can now give my friends that are newly pregnant now.
1: Yeah, it's so important to find other people who are parenting inspiration but without comparing Mm. yourselves because I think – before we started having kids we had so many people who would be like to us don't do it your life's over you'll never be able to travel again do everything you've ever wanted to do before you have kids mm. and now looking back on that I'm like why did we ever even listen to, like they don't parent how we want to parent like mm. and not judging them but that's not how we want to parent so why on earth would we listen to their advice on when is the right time to become parents
2: mm. yeah you've totally got to find what's right for you and for me I went back to work at two months, which was a combination of me being, you know, my own business. So Mm -hmm. financially I needed to earn money, but also becoming a mother, you lose so much of your identity and I needed to have an outlet that was me and, you know, you go through so much guilt about that. But I kind of got to a stage where I was like, no, I'm actually a better mom when I'm happy with me. And I am much, I'm more of a whole person if I can go and focus on things that, you know, make me happy with my career and my work and writing music. And I'm lucky that I have a partner that really meets me halfway on all of these things. And like, I ride his ass. I'm so- well, I bet you do, girl. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I feel sorry for him, but at the same time, I'm like, you knew what you were signing up for, but he, like everything is so 50-50 and he is amazing like that. And e- even now, everything is very 50-50 as, you know, to, to what we do in our time, because he works for himself as well and travels for work. And I'm, I'm lucky that I have a true partner that will kind of allow me to, to do that. So yeah, there
3: was a lot of that split. wasn't there. There was like uh, if you have a day, I get a day.
2: Yeah.
3: Like you yeah. can't just go off and say it's work.
2: Yeah, <laughs> And it's, I mean, and that was a real experience for me to understand what I needed because it was something that, you know, you go into it and you're like, how are you meant to know what you want and what you need? Because the first time you're doing it, So, I feel like looking to the future now, you know, we probably want to try and have another kid. But now I've kind of gone to him and have put a challenge on the table that I'll have another kid if he takes paternity leave.
1: But you say he carries it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we know Matt wants to breastfeed. He'd probably try it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. But, you know, he's a great partner for that reason. And so, you know, that'll kind of be the plan of attack for if we go around two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my husband and I, we're pretty 50-50 on both too. And I think from the outside in, it looks amazing because you're like, oh, you've always got backup. But it's actually freaking exhausting because I feel like if you're not parenting, you're working. And then if you're not working, you're parenting and there's not really that. much of an off time for either of you.
0: There was a meme going around and I'm probably going to forget it, but it was something about when a mum wants a break, it doesn't mean going to the supermarket without your kids. It doesn't mean like making a coffee and having your
1: kids not screaming at your feet like just little things like that because With, it is and then it said um basic hygiene is not self-care <laughs> yeah like that's, it's that's so care. true
2: we sit down once a month and look just generally over the month but we we sit down once a week and we schedule in everything so which is a kind of exhausting but it also then allows us to do everything we want to do so in the morning We both get exercise in, so we both get an hour, so he'll go exercise for an hour, I'll go do something. We schedule in who's doing drop-off and pick-up and then at the moment once a week we also have a night where we go see friends, so a night where I or, or do whatever we want to do even if I just want to you know sit upstairs and watch tv or whatever but like a night where I get parenting duties off see after just
0: seven years of having kids my husband said to me last week I'm just more of like a spontaneous guy and I said mate you've got three kids and you're a husband you're not going to be spontaneous again now get the calendar out and let's share it Like, <laughs>
2: <Yes. laughs> so what are you thinking <laughs> yes exactly
3: that's funny oh. I mean yeah it's it's tough I, I really, really so like relate to that whole it's hard for my partner to find to to get time as well because even when I like I'll say I'll take Sophia out for a Sunday morning whatever and we have to be out of the house absolutely gone from the whole building otherwise <laughs> Sophia's just around her and yelling out for her and doing stuff but also my partner's also just got that thing in her head where she's like where's Sophia why where's hmm. where's she with the crayons where's where's the crayon mm-hmm. gone what's this happening why is she outside is she climbing on the railing so she can't even relax even if we're not in the same place you yeah. know? so I definitely relate it's yeah you feel a bit helpless or silly sometimes is the yeah but
0: then they scary. do something so cute like you know give you a little smile and you're like oh that oh, my God. My, my
3: daughter's going through an 18-month regression, sleep regression, wakes up in the middle of That's the night. That's what that is. Thank you. Absolutely <laughs> inconsolable. It cannot be. I, I, like, I walk in and not only does she... Stay upset. She gets more upset at the side of me, like screaming. And then she'll just start going, Mama, like absolutely wailing. And I'll be like, Hey, I can hear. I'm here to help. I can be, I can help you as well. And she's like, No. And she just screams and screams. Oh and my goes, God. Oh. For two hours, right? Sometimes two hours. My partner then. Rocking out of sleep, singing the song, song oh. after song, twinkle, twinkle, little stuff. No, no, it was from diversity. diversity. Come on, <laughs> oh yes, yeah, sorry, uh, baby hand clap, <laughs> <laughs> baby <laughs> hand clap, at, at one a.m. Yeah. <laughs> two hours. And, and like, my partner's absolutely ruined. I'm ruined. Then she wakes up, walks in, in the morning, says hello. I and know. Like, oh, get in bed. I'm bloody. I love know. Ya. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but I just said that to you today. Last night, same thing. Eighteen because. She has done this same thing where I hear, Mam! and I'm like, oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? And I walk in, and she just, like, wants to come up, and I pick her up, and she points to the door, and then she screams, ma'am, and I'm like, oh, my God, you don't want anything. I can't even help you anymore, and I put her down. I have to let her cry because she's just going through that phase, but I totally yeah. didn't realize until now. It's another damn regression.
1: It's only a
3: third child. Yeah, it's
0: something you'd think I'd have it down by now, but no.
3: <laughs> you don't.
0: You don't. You lose your brain cells.
3: Yeah, it's the worst. I mean, but I, I found it funny, Christy, about your when you were going to do your first gigs, like what that was like as a mum, actually doing the gigs.
2: Yeah, I took my daughter on tour. So good. So when she was two months old, but I had, so I, I took people with me. So I took either my mom or um, I kind of said to all of my close friends, I'll take you away somewhere, but the catch is you need to stay in the hotel room and, you know, awesome. watch, watch Sienna. The thing is she was asleep half the time. So I would give her a feed, then I'd go play this gig at a nightclub with all these crazy kids dancing around. <laughs> I'd come back. She'd wake up again, I'd give her another feed, she'd go back to bed, no clue at all. And the thing is, you're tired as hell anyway at that stage. So for me, it just felt like a normal tour um
1: <laughs> of broken sleep ducking
3: out at 1am to do a gig like I guess come. at
1: that time it's yeah. like what's daytime what's nighttime. may as <laughs> yeah, well totally may as well earn, earn some <laughs> crust while you're awake
2: <laughs> yeah yeah but it was really like for me it was such a moment to do my first gig I remember going it was in Perth and I'd flown to Perth and I was so nervous because I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to walk on this stage and they're just like, I'm being back here like breastfeeding and, you know, you still feel like so bloated and yeah. you, just, you just don't feel like yourself. And I walked out on stage and you know, no one cared. That's another thing I realized, like having a kid is like the most common thing. And mm. after a while, everyone's like, yeah, so what? You had a kid. Yeah. No one gives a shit. It's yeah. very normal. Get over yourself. And I walk- exactly. And I walked out and they just didn't care. They were just in their own world. And then one kid just yelled out, techno no <laughs> and I was like all right I still got it but it was such a nice moment to be like all right okay I can still you know exist in this other world and this
0: is your new but, normal techno mom.
2: yeah yeah
3: But I find you know where you say that no one else no one really cares and stuff when I when as soon as I've since I've become a dad I've I feel like I need to apologize to my friends who have been parents this whole time yeah I just I've n- I've had no idea about anything that they've been going through. I remember catching up with a mate uh, who I hadn't, you know, you see off and on for a little while. I obviously I'd seen him less since he had a kid. And I told him that I was, we were expecting. And, man, his face completely changed. And suddenly he was like, yes, this is so exciting. And then he just starts going at me about, like, these organic nappies that he's yeah. got. But he's wants to, and I'm like, man, you haven't been yourself around me for ever like for the she last few so years I actually haven't seen the real you you know like this is the this is a person who loves organic nappies and mush and the best baby mixer to eat to feed kids with you know so, so you yeah you're living another life you're, but, you're but I think
1: I think that's like a evolutionary thing that you look at other parents and go, oh, like it can't, Like before you have kids, you're like, oh, it can't be that hard. Oh, my kids will never look at a screen. Oh, my kids will never eat chocolate. And it's this thing that happens so that we continue to reproduce. And then when you're in it, you're like, oh, I get it now. Like, yeah, here, here's an iPad. I used to be
3: so critical of people's, like, houses. I remember walking past, <laughs> like, going into a friend's house and it was an absolute dump. And I remember thinking, like, Man, how could you let your house get like this? And every single day, my house looks like that now. Fuck. Every yeah, isn't day, her? just the way she just picks up toys, and all these toys have so many pieces. Like we have a food set, so there's pieces of fruit and sandwiches. Oh. And then there's a Lego set, and then there's a block set, and she wants to open. Oh, this will all be a cute puzzle. No, no, it's not. not.
0: <laughs> my husband, every time his friends, because he was the first of his friends to have children, every time someone has a baby he gets this sense of relief because he's like, now they'll understand. Now they'll get it. Yeah. Now they'll know why I don't play golf and why I can't do this sometimes and I can't do this or I'm too tired. They finally will understand. And it is quite a nice thing to finally have your friends, as you were saying, realise once you become a parent that it is such another world. Like it's yeah. it's hard work, you're tired and you are. You're, you're raising many humans. It's hard work. And yeah. the, a
3: catch up at the pub or something. It's like, hey, yeah, I could come out to, for for a few drinks, but that is that goes against the clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's that, that that's you know, my outing. Yeah, I'm <laughs> paying for that, and my partner is gonna be is gonna be counting oh, yeah. dollars for and checking in her credit. You know, another time. So it's just like, oh. <sighs>
1: Like, you better bring your A game and your best mood because this is my few hours for the week. (laughs) I had a friend stay with me when my husband was away and she was going to stay for three nights and she stayed the first night and my daughter was, like, I don't know, like a few months old at the time and woke up so many times overnight. And then our toddler, like, ended up in bed with us and the next day she was like, oh... I think I might just go home for the next two nights and I'll pop in in the morning and bring you a coffee. And I was like, what did you expect, like, when you said that? And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I just, like, I I was like, parents haven't all got together and just been like, let's all pretend we're tired. This will be a really funny joke. Like, I was like, no, like, this is what it's like but it's the best thing ever anyway yes yes (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us guys and releasing an album that we actually are gonna happily listen to in the car happily thank you
3: yeah thank you hopefully it's like with my daughter now where she I'm getting I'm getting quite like sick of how much we're listening to it oh that's good
0: Um, (laughs) that's what you want you know it's good if you're sick to death of it
3: yeah that's it like and it's like that like she woke up and she was asking to listen to it at about six thirty this morning, and Ken, oh. she just says "bb," which is baby hand clap. She's like "bb," I'm like, "No, not now." <laughs> but then she just gets upset, and so suddenly we're all clapping our hands and touching our noses at six thirty in, in the morning. So doing hopefully, a little, doing a little
2: nose coke, a bit of nose coke She's at six thirty in the morning.
0: Well, speaking of that, we're going to take it out, um, take it out with the rave cave. Just carry on here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yes. Thanks, <laughs> yes. yes. guys. Yes. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. It's time
0: to go. Thanks for listening to this episode of Beyond the Bump. If you enjoyed it,
1: please subscribe and give us a review. If you didn't, good on ya. You can also follow us on Instagram at Beyond the to stay up to date on behind the scenes and future episodes. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.